3: Covering Every angle of Sunday's slate of football. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Welcome in. It is indeed the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Mike Pritchard live from the South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa at the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, as we get ready to scour the Week 4 card in the National Football League. Another week and another visit with you, Mr. Pritchard. Good to be alongside. I thought last week's card was tough. I'm not so sure this week isn't even tougher. What do you think, my friend?
4: I agree with you. Um, and that's the way it should be, I think, right? I mean, uh, if it was easy, uh, certainly... Um, it uh, wouldn't have this
1: big hotel they, well, behind a lot us, Well, right?
4: a lot of other big hotels, too, really. <laughs> think about it. Across the country, too. Popping up everywhere. But, no, it's great to be with you. It's always thrilling, though, for me, uh, each and every week, uh, as we go over these games, Brady, and uh, try to find some winning bets and cash and ticket opportunities. But... Uh, Yeah, it is tough. I mean, I think a long time ago, people suggested that the National Football League had parity, and I think so, because a lot of matchups that we're going to talk about, and and certainly all the games that we're going to talk about, uh, just factor in the quarterbacks and how well they're playing right now. Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, the state of affairs in the National Football League but makes it tough because the books are going to put out tough lines, uh, but if we do our work maybe we can
1: cash those tickets though. How about how about how many quarterbacks are injured too? That too. You know, too. Just, just three weeks starting yep. week four of the season. We've all, uh, already got a lot of quarterbacks on the shelf. Uh, through the first three weeks of the season, Mike, we had a record 18 games decided by three or fewer points. We have 11 games remaining in week four where you have a point spread somewhere between Pickham and three and a half maybe a couple fours out there as well are you figuring on more of the same or do you think the trend will revert and maybe we get the majority of the games being decided this week by a wider margin well
4: it's tough because teams are struggling and the philosophy through preseason brady Mm -hmm. uh, that's really been an ongoing theme it really has been it really has been i think people would like to uh, be cautious and keep people healthy, but we saw how, how many injuries are playing out early on in the season too. So I, I think that's going to change in the future. I think teams are going to go back to the, my day and say, okay, iron's going to shop in an iron, and we're just going to go out there and make sure we get our work done, make sure we iron out the wrinkles in preseason as opposed to the beginning of the regular season. then also because of the college offenses that we're seeing in the National Football League, defenses are starting to catch up to that. Yeah. 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 So we see the 4-2 nickel out there all the time, Uh, maybe 80 percent of the time teams are running nickel defense just to combat the nature of a college offense, a dual threat quarterback uh, situation, too. So I think we'll see offenses get back into wanting to establish the run, which could bring down totals even more. You know, I, I think uh, the running back might become more valuable to teams, too, or, or the or or certainly a, a two back system or multiple running back systems might come back in vogue in a National Football League. So we we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But no, I think we'll still see uh, more of the same of what we saw so far.
1: You know, I agree with you. I think, uh, like many things, uh, this is cyclical mm-hmm. where maybe the running back does become more prominent like it was back in the 70s and the 80s. And we see teams, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel, you know, really orchestrated a lot of that running scheme in San Francisco. We know the Niners do it, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and scoring has been towards the under. And mm-hmm. and you look at some of these totals this week, a lot of stuff in the low 40s. And, you know, it seems like just a couple years ago, everything was in the 50s. Right. Right, I think
4: so between the 20s it is easy to move to football i yeah. mean national football league the the speed on the field the multiple wide receivers the, the quarterbacks we just talked about and how they're trying to protect everybody safety-wise right right but when we get into the red zone that's when defenses really use the back end of the end zone to their advantages and and so we're seeing the upfront nature and how physical uh defenses can be up front uh, and then you know they're loading the end zone with players i mean they're dropping seven sometimes eight players Uh, and throwing uh, lanes, and and so throwing the ball in the red zone gets tough, right? And uh, outside of big plays being made in the field, if you get into the red zone, you really have to be able to, uh, to execute at a high
1: level offensively uh, in today's NFL. What we're talking about with some of the lower scoring, and I don't know if you can really handicap injuries, but you're talking about moving the ball between mm-hmm. the 20s, and, and it's really, you know, the NFL is now a game being played in the red zone. And for some teams not in the red zone, there's f- still a few teams out there right. that haven't hardly cracked the red zone very often this season. How do you turn that into what, we're, what we have seen for three weeks Now, can you turn that into maybe a way you're going to move forward betting? Yeah,
4: because I want to see how creative teams can be. I mean, there's a handful of teams out there that can be highly creative with their personnel, uh, and they're using six eligibles in order to do that. Uh, It's no different than, you know, points in the paint in the NBA. Okay, like we, we are. Uh, fascinated, And we all love the three ball, mm-hmm. but points in the paint are important in the NBA, in particular the playoffs. So uh, teams and we, we see that in the National Football League too. play out. Once you get to the playoffs, you got to run the football. You have to, if you can't, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to uh, move through the playoffs into the Super Bowl. Uh, but we also need to see the creativity within the red zone. Uh, and so that's
1: what I'm looking for in particular teams that are especially good in the red zone and can run the ball. See if we can identify some of those clubs as we roll through the card in the NFL week four for uh, what will be the first of three London games we have arrived at this week in week four. We go across the pond again for the first time uh, three visits uh, in total this year in the NFL and this time around it'll be the Vikings and the Saints at Tottenham Stadium. This is a 6.30 a.m. Pacific 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time start. And the Saints, of course, coming off a loss to the Panthers. The Minnesota Vikings come off a win but not a cover over the Detroit Lions. And Andy Dalton figures to be the starting quarterback here for the New Orleans Saints as Jameis Winston continues to suffer from that injured back. And with that, this line has moved towards the Minnesota Vikings. Over the summer, the Vikings were just a one-point favorite with a total of 45 and a half. And now, Mike, this has already gone to the other side of three. Minnesota Minnesota now laying three and a half. We saw it at two and a half. Then it went to three for a long time. And just now getting over the other side of three with three and a half in favor of the Vikings. A total of 41 and a half, Another one of those low totals. What are you doing with this one?
4: Well, uh, nothing. <laughs> because, and we talked about it. I mean, anticipating this move for the Saints uh, away from Jameis Winston was something that needed to happen. Uh, now, when it was going to happen, nobody knows. I mean, Dennis Allen, uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because I've been retired for over 20 years now, uh, but I understand football better than he does, <laughs> and he's a current head <laughs> coach. Offensive football, anyway, right, right? or defensive football, too, at times, but uh, he's the current head coach of the New Orleans Saints, and yet he wanted to proceed and persist with Jameis being the quarterback, starting with a broken back, basically, mm-hmm. and the pain that he's going through, uh, as well as a foot. He's only going to... Uh, increase his bad habits, or he's going to hurt something else. So sit him down. Put him in the corner and sit him down. Timeout time for Jameis. Uh, And he finally did that. Now, if you anticipated that, maybe you could have got out in front of the line movement here, but uh, the Vikings' troubling, uh, troubling situation on the defense side of the ball, and you mentioned this for several weeks now their defense is allowing way too many yards. Yeah. Uh, And and they're giving up way too many big plays, too. So, uh, Andy Dalton, we know he's an experienced quarterback, capable quarterback. The weapons around him are the same weapons that Jameis has. And I I think if you have any type of confident situation at quarterback, that's really going to benefit the Saints here. So, I'm not about chasing numbers, but it is getting intriguing on the other side, though, with the New Orleans Saints catching points here.
1: I think, uh, you know, we have seen this line adjust, uh, again, towards the vitality. Vikings here all the Mm. way to three and a half now I would think a 100% healthy Andy Dalton is similar to a banged-up Jameis Winston okay. uh, as far as, you know, what it means to the point spread. And in, in the eyes of the bettors and the betting public, maybe it means more than that because uh, it went to three. And, and I don't know if it's all based on the quarterback change as well, Mike. Mm. I, I think this is – you mentioned that Vikings defense has struggled. Well, they're not going up against a juggernaut of an offense. I, I've said this really since the offseason. So many people were high on the Saints, betting them to win the division. They were going to upset Tampa Bay. and. And I wasn't necessarily disagreeing with that. I agreed with everybody that their defense was going to be really good. But, mm-hmm. again, the absence of Sean Payton, I think, has really put a, a hamper on that offense. And like you mentioned, Dennis Allen hasn't been able to figure it out. Pete Carmichael, the, call, uh, the play caller, you know, he wasn't the play caller before. Right. This is his first stint as well. So I think the absence of Payton and the way he's able to coddle his quarterbacks like he did so many years with Drew Brees and even did successfully, I believe, for a short time with Winston – the absence of that, I think, is really costing the New Orleans Saints.
4: Yeah, you know, the Saints and, and the notion of, about backing the Saints beforehand. And I talked to Randy Mueller, who was uh, the GM of the New Orleans Saints and certainly executive over the year uh, back when he was running things with New Orleans. And uh, he saw joint practices with Green Bay and New Orleans, and he thought New Orleans looks great. I mean, defensively, what is there not to like? I mean, there's, that, that defense is ready to go from a playoff standpoint. But offensively, the questions remain, though. Uh, Jameis, can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, then, okay, you look at the personnel around him. Michael Thomas coming back, although he's banged up again, so he's not reliable. Uh, but Chris Olave, the draft choice. Okay, Jarvis Landry comes over, too. He's a little hobbled. Uh, but the offensive line situation, Kamara, like, they have – uh, weapons around him to be capable. Now you got Andy Dalton, who we all know what Andy Dalton is. Now, can he function? Can he avoid mistakes? The way that the Vikings give up yards and points, I mean, if he can avoid mistakes, then you know, maybe the Saints can make a run at this game. I'm not saying they're going to win it, uh, but the line movement, uh, I'm keeping an eye on that to see
1: where it falls and where it, where it closes uh, because it gets intriguing with the Saints on the other side. The Saints rank 5th on defense and passing yards allowed. The Vikings rank 29th. Uh, Minnesota 24th in rushing yards allowed. But New Orleans is 26th. Uh, You mentioned uh, the wide receiving weapons for New Orleans. They are going to be scaled back with Michael Thomas out. Also, Mm -hmm. offensive lineman Andrews Pete has been ruled out. Alvin Kamara and Jarvis Landry are questionable. Safety Marcus May also out for New Orleans. So they are certainly suffering. From some key players due to injury, uh, linebacker and pass rush specialist Darius Smith was limited in practice on Friday. He's listed as questionable for the Minnesota Vikings. I kind of like the uh, Vikings here, Mike. Mm-hmm. I think they're the healthier team. Uh, I think they're the better team overall. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not as high as a lot of people are on this New Orleans team, and uh, they just haven't been able to find their rhythm on offense. I do like Minnesota a little bit here, but now the numbers gotten away from us, and yeah. it's on the other side of three. So we will be back with more as we go through the week four card right here on the Pro Football Blitz.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run. Every hit. Every inning. Every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
2: The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
3: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. angie can even help with extremely specific projects just tell them what you need and angie will find the right solution for you get started at angie.com that's dot com, or download the app today
1: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest
3: place you've
1: gotten lucky
2: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
1: Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, you can build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's A whole new game. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And we've made our way, again, down the official Nevada rotation to game number two that will take place in Indianapolis. The Titans visiting the Colts. Both of these AFC foes notched their first win of the season in week three. Indianapolis shocked the Chiefs as anywhere from four to six-point underdogs. And Tennessee won outright as two-point underdogs at home over the Las Vegas Raiders. This will be the Colts' third division game in four weeks and their first time facing the Titans since having lost three straight games to their division rival from Nashville. Indianapolis a home team for or a home game for Indianapolis for the second week in a row and they are favored. Over the summer they were laying 3 with a total of 47 and right now Mike they're laying 4 with a total of 43. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup,
4: Brady, in number two, because you got the Colts uh, minus three and a half at home. Uh, Last week I was talking about we won't know how bad the Colts are until we see them play at home. And we saw them play a spirited game at home. Uh, And so uh, things have changed a little bit in terms of how you look at the Colts as they beat Kansas City. Uh, And Kansas City didn't look great either, though. But I I think the effort uh, and the execution level and certainly the focus and uh, just the the, uh, energy uh, in that building at home, Uh, was something that stood out to me. So you got the Colts uh, in division again at home against a familiar opponent here. We know the Titans, they want to be physical. Uh, They want to be physical with Derrick Henry and watching the Titans so far, Brady, it's like their game plans are sound and and they're good. They can execute and they can score, but they only go so far, maybe 30 minutes tops. Uh, At least that's what I've seen so far The the ability to adjust throughout 60 minutes for the Titans, they're challenged that way because they have a rookie wide receiver. They have a receiving core with a quarterback that they're just not prolific enough. And they can't get to a lot. If people start to key in on uh, and slow down Derrick Henry. Uh, And so we saw that with the Raiders last week on the road defensively. That's not a good defense by the Raiders, Uh, but yet they found ways to kind of make things difficult in the second half for the Tennessee Titans. So now the Titans going up against the Colts and maybe Leonard comes back. Maybe that energy on the field, that playmaker on the field, uh, will be something that will involve the Colts and and, uh, and uh, excite the Colts here at home again against the Titans. I don't want to chase it though. I don't want to lay uh, the three and a half number with the Colts. I mean, I I would lean Colts, but uh, I wouldn't play that number here. Four. I see three and a half. So I see fours as well.
1: Uh, Shaq Leonard, you mentioned, uh, he was a full participant in practice on Friday. He is still listed as questionable. Uh, DeForest Buckner is Mm -hmm. certainly a big force along that defensive line, and he would be a key piece in slowing down uh, Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. He has not really practiced all week. He's listed as questionable. Uh, Stephon Gilmore looks like he uh, is ready to go. He was uh, a full participant in practice on both Thursday and Friday. Uh, A few injuries for the Titans as well, but Traylon Burks, their rookie wide receiver, receiver uh, he was a full participant in practice on Thursday and Friday he looks like he's ready to go over the last four years Matt Ryan is a favorite 12 15 and one straight up and eight 19 and one against the spread Ryan Tannehill four and one straight up and against the spread when facing Indianapolis so a good history here for Tannehill against the Indianapolis Colts the Titans six and two against the spread in their last eight division road games. The Colts, one and six against the spread in their last seven division home games. So those trends are going oppo each other right Mm -hmm. there for these two teams. Yeah, they are. You know, and uh,
4: I look at – I mean, I I do take a look at trends. I mean, I'd be a fool not to uh, factor those in. Uh, But a lot of times, too, I I figured uh, Brady – or I've come to find – that when you look at teams that are highly familiar with each other too coaches as well uh, it's like how do you how are you different like are the players different or are the players different enough to make this game different it's a fourth quarter game i mean it's a possession game Um, but is there enough players out there to impact that to make this thing different uh, and therefore try to find a betting angle that way? I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts, they want to run the football. We've seen them not be able to run the football against Jacksonville. Maybe you elevate Jacksonville a bit more, but uh, is there offensive line issues? Is there cohesion issues uh, as well? But a new quarterback uh, with this system uh, and a system that's not hitting on all cylinders. So I see it as a four-quarter game. That's why I can't lay the four points there with the Colts at home.
1: Yeah, I'm not laying the four points with the Colts. I am taking the points okay. with the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I do like them here, um, and I think it's kind of a wise rule of thumb. And maybe this can be our pro tip. Of course, uh, we do one at Veasan every hour. Uh, you get every uh, you get those on all shows every day. You'll get more than twenty per day here at Veasan. You can go to veasancom slash pro tips to find those. You can sort them by sport or by show. And, and again, maybe a little pro tip here that I think when you back teams on the road. I think you want a good rushing team. When you back a team at home, I think you want a team that can pass the ball really well. But Mm -hmm. I think teams that can run the ball really well are good teams to back on the road, and that's what I'm going to do here with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, no, I see that as a
4: solid play right there. Absolutely.
1: All right, the 2-1 Chicago Bears and the 2-1 New York Giants. That, that's what we all expected before the season <laughs> right. started, right? Of course, the Bears and the Giants will meet in New York on Sunday. The Giants suffered their first setback of the season on Monday night, losing to the Cowboys. The Bears picked up win number two on the season, edging the Texans 23-20. And the stats in that game were really just about as close as the score. The only real difference was the running game for Chicago, 281 yards on the ground for the Bears, but that running game will be missing David Montgomery, Mike, for this date with the New York Giants. That makes Khalil Herbert, of course, the feature back for Chicago, uh, who also has some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Giants really hurting at the wide receiver position and in the defensive secondary. New York is a home favorite here, laying three points with a total of 39. What do you think?
4: You know Brady, you have not lived until you see a 300 pound offensive lineman get excited about a running game. (laughs) Uh, And I've been a part of Offensive linemen, and when they get excited about knocking fools and pancaking fools, and, and just pushing people around, uh, it's a sight to see. Uh, and I see that with Chicago. To be honest with you, this is a team that wants to get after you physically. Uh, now we just talked about being able to run the football. Uh, you know, certainly if you're a road team, and uh, or you know if, if you're looking at Chicago Bears, they certainly can do that. I love the fact too of these two teams. This matchup is all about the buy-in. It's all about coaches trying to figure out and find out which players they can go to go go to uh, go to a fight with I was going to say war but I'll go go to a fight with right Uh, because that's what this is going to be it's going to be a physical game we know the Bears passing game is anemic uh, and and it's and it's uh, I'm sorry about Justin Fields and what he's going through right now but I I just don't know how it gets better Uh, but they can run the football now can the Giants meet the physical nature of the Bears and not get pushed around and uh, I think on the offensive side of the ball for the Giants too they're going to want to run the football and uh, I think they're devoid of weapons Uh, Daniel Jones has not evolved uh, soon enough to probably give Dayball enough trust uh, and Kafka enough trust to, to call an offense to open it up at all. So, again, here you go, 39 and a half to total with two teams. I wouldn't say they're struggling, but
1: overachieving so far through the year. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. Do you think the loss of David Montgomery, you talk about that running game, is that yeah. big or did they just plug in Herbert and they'll be fine?
4: I think Herbert, like on this level, like, in college football, I think there's a drop-off. I mean, mm-hmm. a severe drop-off between, right. like, a premier running back and then a, a backup. But on this level, uh, a lot of times you find those diamonds in a rough, backup quarter running backs. And uh, a lot of it is about being physical. A lot, about, a lot of it is about being disciplined to the scheme. Uh, and a lot of it, too, is the offensive line. As long as the offensive line can remain consistent in what they do, again, it's about 300-pound people, men, moving other men against their will, and that excites offensive alignment. I'm telling you, Brady, <laughs> that thing right there uh, gets them fired up, and, and I think the Chicago Bears certainly have that on their side right now.
1: Well, the Bears did find running success in week three, rushing the football against one of the worst rushing defenses in the league in the Houston Texans. After three games, the Giants ranked 25th in the NFL in defending the run, and the Bears are even worse, ranking 30th, and we know New York likes to run the ball as well. Both of these teams, the way they like to run the football and maybe kind of hide their quarterback, maybe going under the total here, is the play. Here's a little nugget for you that that you might like, Mike. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giants defense of coordinator Don Martindale, 15-1 and one straight up and 11-4-1 against the spread the last four years when facing first-year head coaches. And of course, that's what he's doing here in Matt Eberflus. He's held those teams to an average of just 16 points in those games. Yeah. I, I have a very slight lean here towards the Giants. Okay. Uh, I did not play this game. We've seen some money come in in Chicago. It hasn't knocked the point spread around just yet, but we have seen some juice appear On the underdog. But I think Don Martindale and the way he likes to dial up those blitzes, Mm -hmm. I I think that can be a a rude awakening for these new coaches and a a rookie, essentially a rookie quarterback like Justin Fields.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're trying to protect Justin Fields, too. I mean, the Bears' mission number one is to kind of protect him, keep him healthy. Eberfluth has brought over his philosophy of attacking the ball, and the Bears are generating turnovers. Uh, So, yeah, this game is very interesting. I'm staying away. Uh, I. I tell you what, it's hard to have a lean in this
1: game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I think the number's pretty spot (laughs) on, to be honest. All right, a good one coming up. The Bills and the Ravens when we return. This is the Pro
3: Football Blitz on v the sports betting network.
1: Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in three con- in 13 contests and compete for your share of 41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Celebrate responsibly. All right, the Bills and the Ravens, Mr. Pritchard. This opened up over the summer. Bills minus two with a total of 50 and a half. Should be a good one and possibly a preview of a postseason matchup that we'll see later on this season. Both teams at two and one. Bills coming off of that loss to the Dolphins. Ravens off of a win and a cover on the road over New England. And both of these teams are a little beaten up injury-wise as well. It looked like for the first time in almost two seasons that all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley was going to get the start. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but did not practice on Friday and is still listed as questionable. Buffalo still smarting in the secondary, also on both the offensive and defensive lines. They did sign veteran cornerback Zavian Rhodes, but he's now dealing with a hamstring injury. He's not expected to play. Uh, The Bills are a road favorite, Mike. Uh, When it opened up three and a half, the Wise Guys took it with the hook, but now it's just a flat three. There's also so a very strong chance for rain in this one, and a oh. decent amount of wind as well. I was kind of surprised to see the total as high as as it is with the weather uh, forecast. Bills now a three point road favorite. Mike, fifty one is your total. Where are you going with this one? Well, I'm not leaning. I'm going with the Ravens. <laughs> uh, oh, Ravens okay. At home as a home dog. Now, nah, I... did you get the hook? Uh, yeah. uh ah, um, good
4: for you. You know the thing about uh, the Bills is. They're my Super Bowl favorite, and there's a lot of people's Super Bowl favorite. And we're talking about early October here, and obviously the injuries for Buffalo. uh, They're a different football team, whereas the Ravens, weather included, um, they have a variety of ways of of moving the ball offensively. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson's turned into an MVP candidate again. Uh, He leads the league in quarterback rating as well as touchdown passes. Uh, But more importantly, he's that other dimension that you just can't prepare for. Buffalo, with all the injuries on the defense, how are they going to prepare for Lamar Jackson, what he is right now, from a pocket passer as well as a run threat? Uh, Because you don't know when the Ravens will do that, will unveil that uh, element of their offense. And uh, Lamar Jackson, he's been so patient. His receivers have been a great complement to where where he is as a quarterback, and certainly Andrews is a mismatch uh, at tight end. So there's a lot of offense for this Buffalo team. And, And I don't think Buffalo has the makeup right now, too, Maybe they'll develop it, the makeup, to understand not to panic in close games. You know, they're highly comfortable and when they're blowing out opponents. But in closer games, there's a panic element uh, that I've seen with this football team. And I think, McDermott, when you are uh, plus 30 in, of your opponent's uh, side of the ball or side of the, uh, of the field, you have to go for it. You can't settle for a field goal with that type of offense. So uh, until that changes, I'm a little bit down on that. I think it will change, though. I think McDermott will wake up that way. But I, I just like uh, the Ravens at home with weather. Uh, the total is interesting, though, at 51. It's, there's a lot of offense right there for, for the Ravens, and and certainly I think that offense can protect what's ailing them defensively, which is an aging roster on that side of the ball.
1: Well, you talk about the weather. I mean, if this is going to turn into a mud bowl, I certainly like the running game for the Baltimore Ravens more so than I do for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. But you're also talking about one of the worst defenses, at least ranking-wise, in the league for the Baltimore Ravens against an absolutely top-ranked defense in the Buffalo Bills. J.K. Dobbins is active for the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson, 2-0 and straight up and against the spread as a home underdog. 8-0 against the spread also on teasers. As an underdog during the regular season, um, I'm with you. I lean with the Ravens as well, but I would definitely want to get that three and a half. Uh, I probably, I'm not going to get involved at just three. Okay. Uh, you know, do you buy it up? Is that really worth it? You're going to have to pay a heavy tax uh, to get that to the other side of three. So I would probably wait uh, until as long as you can before kickoff. See if that three and a half emerges. Just looking at the injury list here, you've got Patrick McCarry, the offensive tackle, mm-hmm. uh, also listed as doubtful for the Baltimore Ravens. Justin Houston, the outside linebacker, listed as doubtful for the Ravens. Ed Oliver, uh, that big run stopper across the defensive line for the Buffalo Bills, he was limited in practice on Friday. He's listed as questionable. Dawson Knox, the tight end, is questionable. Jordan Phillips, the defensive tackle, he is out of this ball yeah, game. Gabe Davis, one. yeah, yeah. Jordan Phillips, and we saw that. Uh, you know, be a big factor in the Miami game as yeah. well. And that heat was really killing those guys in Miami. Yeah. Phillips has a hamstring. You don't know how long a big guy like that is going to be out for
4: a hamstring with a hamstring. Uh, Oliver with the calf that happened in week one. And I mean, I, I, I was so high on him coming out of school to Houston. He's been great. He's been great, but he keeps getting hurt. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was a, st- a strong suit for Buffalo was that rotation that they had on that defensive line.
1: All right, let's take a look at the next one on the lineup here, and that is the Chargers at the Texans. Chargers opened up over the summer as eight and a half point favorites in this one with a total of 47 and a half. And believe it or not, this is a revenge game for the Chargers. (laughs) Remember that? Week 16, they fell to the Texans last season 41 to 29. And of course, there is the quarterback situation for the Chargers. Justin Herbert with the injured rib cartilage uh, played the whole game last week, which I found surprising, even in garbage time on the mm-hmm. wrong end of a 38-10 blowout. Uh, he has been a full participant in practice for most of the week. It appears he will get the start here. Quarterback J.C. Jackson was a full participant in practice on Friday. Wide receiver Keenan Allen is out. Center Corey Lindsley is questionable and of course uh, Rashawn Slater, the great young offensive lineman for the Chargers, probably gone for the season. And Joey Bosa was placed on injured reserve with a groin injury. So We've seen this line bounce around Quite a bit with a lot of this injury news and the uncertain status of Justin Herbert. Uh, Mike currently LA a road favorite, laying five and a half with a total of 45.
4: Yeah, I mean we talked about uh, this pro tip, and an excellent pro tip by you. I mean this is going to resonate with me in terms of, of teams on the road and their ability to run the football. The Chargers cannot run the football, and they're no, on the road. Worst in the league. <laughs> Worst in the league, and it, that's the carryover from last year too. And now they're down a key offensive lineman too. Like, are they really going to rev up the running game? Now it's Houston, and I get it. Houston just gave up a lot of yards on the ground to Chicago. But it's one thing to have that philosophy and and embrace it as Chicago Bears have. And now it's another thing for the Chargers to try to rev up. Okay, we got to be physical now. We can't be prolific. We can't throw the football. We can't have this finesse. I mean, you just can't flip a switch that way in the National Football League. So uh, I, I think, too, it's uncanny about how Davis Mills is so much a different quarterback against familiar opponents. He had one of his better efficient games of his career, his brief career, against the Chargers last year, completing 77% of his passes and two touchdowns. So at home, uh, again, uh, against a a familiar opponent, uh, somebody that I think Mills will have confidence with, uh, it gets interesting right there. I mean, I I could not lay it uh, with the Chargers
1: at all, but I I would lean towards Houston here. I think it's all about the number. You know, if I was getting – Six-and-a-half or seven. I mean, it, you know, it, it's very uh, – you have to have a crystal ball to bet things. these things over the summer mm-hmm. sometimes, and uh, you'd love to have eight-and-a-half right now. But I think <laughs> even six-and-a-half would be enough for me with the Houston Texans. But if it's five or maybe even five-and-a-half on the Chargers, I would probably lean that way. You talk about Davis Mills, right. what he does at home versus on the road, a very different quarterback. Four-two-and-one against the spread as a starter at home with a touchdown-to-interception ratio of four. Fourteen to one. And you mentioned the Chargers lack of a running game. And I don't think that's all because of the injuries to the offensive line, because it kind of was bad before that offensive line got all banged up. But now the pass protection, it worries me Mm -hmm. with the injury to Justin Herbert and with the lack of uh, possibly Corey Lindsley at center as well. And, of course, Slater out of there. I mean, that that running game is not going to get any better, is it? No, no. I mean, how does a team go against their nature?
4: Like, if you are a prolific and and you want to throw the football, uh, how do you just rev up the rushing game? I I remember being in a run-and-shoot offense, Brady, and we wanted to throw the football. We had all this speed everywhere. But when it came to wanting to run the football, we couldn't. And then we tried little gadget stuff. Okay, let's bring in a tight end or, you know, let's bring in a tight end and put him at fullback. But that just wasn't our nature. We didn't practice that way. We practiced as if – we wanted to throw the football with the run and shoot uh so uh, even the Chargers I, I think they're so banged up what at best they're in walkthroughs right now uh you know they're not gonna hit each other in practice I don't think any team really hits each other uh in practice so I don't know how you go against your nature and rev it up on game I, I day. It's, it's so hard to just be able to, to flip a switch and say, okay, we're okay with the rushing attack now.
1: What is your opinion on the Houston Texans this year? Have they overachieved in your mind, or are they still pretty lousy? I think they're still
4: pretty lousy. Um, I think it's all on Davis Mills, though. Like whether or not uh, the Houston Texans want to get into the discussion about going after the quarterback, uh, therefore the season could go that way. Or are they going to ride it out with Davis Mills and say, you know what? I think this guy can be our quarterback. But he hasn't really proven that. I I thought last week was a very important moment for Mills to kind of erase those thoughts from the GM. Uh, and the coaching staff in terms of, hey, I, I want to be your quarterback. And so with the mistakes that he made on the road up there in Chicago, I, I don't know how you have confidence in moving forward with that guy.
1: Well, he should do much better at home. Mm-hmm. We've seen that pattern in his career, but he's facing an awful tough Chargers defense right. this week as well. Maybe the Chargers defense will get him home. Uh, again, it's all about the number here for me and where it is right now at five and a half, It is a pass in my portfolio. We'll be back to take a look at the Seahawks and the Lions when we return.
3: This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: The NHL season is almost here and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season Get the VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today at slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard here with you inside the Pro Football Blitz and the Seahawks at the Lions, Mike. For the second time this season, the Lions are favored. I believe they closed pick in many spots uh, in week two when they beat the Commanders, but they have been a solid favorite here over Seattle all week long despite the money going in Seattle's direction. Of course, Amon Ross St. Brown is out at wide receiver for Detroit as is running back DeAndre Swift. Along the offensive line, Jonah Jackson is out, but it looks like center Frank Ragnow will play. Uh, Over the summer, this was Lions minus two. It opened up this week, Lions minus six and a half, and it has really been a one-way street uh, with Seattle action here. We're down to three and a half now in favor of the Lions with a total of 48 your Seahawks on yes. the road in the Motor City, Mr. Pritchard. What are you doing with this one? They are my Seahawks. And, Brady, I, I don't know if you
4: are aware of this, but I, I, I have a former team uh, three-leg teaser that's uh, active.
1: Oh, that's pretty uh, cool. Three-and-one
4: last year. So uh, that's
1: got to be – Atlanta. I was going to say the Broncos, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. Right, right. So it was three-and-one last year.
4: Okay. Uh, now, I've been reluctant to do it this year. Now I, I do, full disclosure, have a teaser with uh, uh, Atlanta and – uh, the Broncos. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I've been, I was pa- hesitant on going with the three lakes, which be what plus one eighty, plus one sixty depends on where you shot. Um, but I'm telling you, I'm intrigued now. I mean, I know the line has moved a little bit, but it's a teaser situation. I still can get through some key numbers uh, mm-hmm. with the three and a half right there. So, um, Seattle and Pete Carroll. This is what Pete Carroll has done. He's created a culture, competitive culture, uh, for his football team. He's done that. He's known for doing that. Uh, And he's been able to do that with this young group of players, overachievers, if you will, uh, because they're just not loaded from a personnel standpoint. Uh, Defense isn't flashy. They're not going to be too complicated either. But (laughs) with what's going on with Detroit and all these players and playmakers, I don't know if they have to be overly creative anyway. Can they be physical uh, enough on the road? Uh, And then offensively, I mean, Geno Smith, he's not your typical starting quarterback. I get that. He's a typical backup guy. But is he elevated because of who he has around him with D.K. Metcalf and, and certainly Lockett, Disley, uh, and all the weapons that they have out there, uh, Godwin, uh, Fant? I mean, you can go on and on and on, really, offensively. Can they protect him, to too? Uh, can he avoid some mistakes and bad habits? Uh, I, I like the Seattle Seahawks on a teaser situation, for sure.
1: Yeah, I just actually like them, you know, With the points. Okay. Um, It's getting a little low now. I I certainly would want more than a field goal, and obviously the best number has been missed. But, uh, you know, if there's still a four out there somewhere, I don't think that's too bad. Uh, Looking here locally in the market, it's pretty much three and a half across the board, still a four at the South Point. Uh, As head coach of the Lions, Dan Campbell, four, 15, and one straight up, 14, and six against the spread. Seahawks are on a 10 and one against the spread run as non-division underdogs of four or more points. So according to that trend, four is the key number here if you like the Seattle side. Here's a good one for you too, Mike, that I kind of like. Seattle assistant head coach Sean Desai, he played Detroit twice last year when he was the defensive coordinator. For the Chicago Bears, the mm-hmm. size defense held Detroit to 14 points in both of those games. So a little bit of familiarity there on the Seattle side. I think Seattle can keep this game close, and neither of these teams has much defense. right? Oh my goodness, and, <laughs> no. And, no. And, and so I think I think it'll kind of just be a back and forth, yeah. and who can finally get a stop. And without Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift in action for Detroit, I, I think that cuts into their offense quite a bit. Oh,
4: it does. I mean, these, D.J. Shark is uh, out, I believe, too. With that ankle. Uh, so, yeah, they are, they are really low with playmakers uh, out there for Derek uh, Goff. But uh, you mentioned the Lions defense ranks last in the National Football League. Uh, average stop in a run. Uh, five yards to carry. Uh, the most uh, rushing touchdowns in the National Football League, too. Yielding that. It's, they're just not tough.
1: Running team on the road, right? <laughs> right. Pete Carroll's going to want to run the football, and he should have success.
4: He should. A tough running team on the road against a team who cannot be tough enough, uh, bite kneecaps enough, uh, <laughs> and stop the run. I mean, they, again, they allow allowing the most uh, red zone attempts Uh, As a defense, too, it's incredible what they're doing right now. Aaron
1: Glenn uh, up against it out there in Detroit. All right, the Jets at the Steelers. The return of Zach Wilson, the second-year Jets quarterback, expected to make his season debut here in Pittsburgh on Sunday. He was a full participant in practice all week. Pittsburgh's on extra rest here. Of course, they lost last Thursday to the Cleveland Browns. The Jets come off of the loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, in which all they could muster was just four field goals on mm-hmm. offense. Both of these teams are at one uh, one and two Steelers cornerback Akella Witherspoon is out, but Minka Fitzpatrick appears that he is going to be good to go. We have seen the action move a little bit towards Pittsburgh, and I think 3.5 seems like the key number. Uh, it is 3.5 currently with a total of 41.5, and it looks like that's probably drawing even action.
4: Well, quarterback, um, I guess, influences the lines. I mean, the fact that Zach Wilson's coming back and the action is moving towards the Pittsburgh Steelers right, right? tells you what the betting market thinks of Zach Wilson. I mean, I, I don't know why you go with the guy right now, too. I mean, I, I know you have to develop him. I know you have to get some games uh, under his belt to, feel, uh, to fully evaluate what he's about. But still, there's the information about the Jets. They are in evaluation mode uh, in terms of, okay, are they really competitive? Or are they really going out to win games? And uh, I think on the other side, uh, the Steelers, they want to be highly competitive. I mean, Tomlin certainly does wants to avoid losing – a season if he can get to the playoffs if he can then can he do that with Trubisky though like you're hearing rumblings now that and we talked about this last week that are you really going to wait to the bye week to make a quarterback change because typically Tomlin who's never been in a situation really before uh okay if he's going to lean on advice maybe that's when you're going to do it you're going to switch quarterbacks during the bye week well, the Steelers could be 2-6 and six by the bye week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you really want to do that, or do you want to uh, accelerate that moment right now? Because Trubisky, uh, I think, has hit a ceiling. I don't know how he gets better. I don't know how Canada trusts him more with a vertical passing game, even though you have the weapons for vertical He's passing game. He's got great game. weapons. Absolutely. Uh, and you can't tell me it's the offensive line issue. Show me an offensive line outside of Philly that's healthy and good. I mean, everybody's offensive line is banged up right now, but you get it done. And I think the Steelers can get it done if they had a capable quarterback, but they don't. Uh, So it's a tough one to lay uh, the points there at home with the hook. Uh, But backing the Jets, the angle I would see there and lean towards the Jets is the fact that defensively they do match up because they have some veterans on that side of
1: the ball that perhaps could keep the game close. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson 3 and 10 straight up in his career as a starter including 1 and 5 against the spread against teams coming off of a loss Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin when coming off consecutive losses or owning a losing record, he is 9-4 and four straight up and against the spread. And you kind of alluded to it, Mike. Uh, Matt Canada, you know, certainly has taken a lot of flack as a play caller, and I think deservedly so. I-, I think that is part of the reason you're seeing Mitchell Trubisky not look that great despite the fact that he has excellent weapons. I think it is huge this week for Pittsburgh that they've had a few extra days. And Tomlin to get involved with that offense and, and get in there with Canada and Trubisky and say, hey, guys, figure this out. Mm-hmm. We have too much talent here to not make this work. And I think there is a, a talent discrepancy right. between Pittsburgh and the New York Jets. And I, I don't mind the Steelers here laying three. And I, I'm with you. I don't necessarily want to lay three in a hook. But if I could get the Steelers minus three, I feel pretty good about it.
4: Yeah. I mean, one thing about the Steelers, uh, they entered a the game, um, they got the fifth but fifth-worst uh, rushing defense in the National mm-hmm. Football League right now. Again, carryover from last year because I think they were dead last in the league in stopping the run. So you have a carryover effect as well as injuries. T.J. Watt, and uh, you said about Mika Fitzpatrick. We'll see about that, too. But, um, you know, typically the Steelers can stop the run. I mean, I think Tomlin, uh, you know, he's he's – pretty confident in the fact that he could stop the run. But Big Ben bailed him out a lot last year on their way to the playoffs with those last uh, drives of the games and final drives in the fourth quarter situations. And so you don't have that now. Uh, and even if Tomlin did meet with Canada, like how are they going to how are they gonna change their playbook? How is Canada going to change the way that he calls plays, what he's more, more comfortable with? And I don't know if you can do that um, with a couple of extra days. Now, maybe you just – say screw it let me just call these plays left and right and see if my guys can make plays and I'm going to trust Trubisky Uh, if that could happen then yeah you'd love Steelers here Uh, because I I think they're capable of making those plays at least the guys on the outside are Uh, but Trubisky with some bad habits right now maybe thinking too much a timid nature within that offense tells me there's issues going on between him and the play caller.
1: Minka Fitzpatrick uh, dealing with concussion issues. He was a full participant in practice all week long. Both of these teams actually relatively healthy. Mm -hmm. Quincy Williams, the inside linebacker for the New York Jets, is out. When we come back, a good matchup. Surprisingly, that the Jaguars uh, make our list of a very good matchup. But indeed, the Jaguars are different this year. They will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And we'll take a look at that one when we come back right here on the Pro Football Blitz.
5: work.